podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. It's Red River Showdown Week. It's time for picks. I'm Chris Ross, and this is the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Don't worry, Philip is part of the picks today. He's part of the episode. I'm just handling the intro duties while he's in Houston on vacation. Today we have our guest picker, that is Ted Flint. Ted is the host and co-creator of the We're Not That Drunk podcast. And as it says on his Twitter profile, he's the man with the plan at the Tailgate Society. Definitely check them out at thetailgatesociety.com. I'm going to try to make this intro brief because it's a fairly long episode this week. But first, we have to go over the picks record. Last week was a terrible week for me. And Philip made up some ground. I went two and four, while Philip went four and two. I also lost my non-Big 12 pick for the first time this season. Overall, I still have the lead at 18, 16, and one. Philip is not that far behind anymore. He's at 14 and 21, while our guest pickers are struggling. They are 11 and 18 on the season. Not great there. Also, if you have not checked out ESPN Plus, what are you waiting for? Don't miss out on the Miles to Go series. It's very well done. In fact, everything I've seen on ESPN Plus has been well done. Well, except for the K-State-Oklahoma State game, but we won't get into that. Anyway, it's definitely worth checking out if you can get a free trial by clicking the pinned uh, tweet at the top of the 1012's Twitter page. That's at 1012podcast. It's quite the episode today as we get into the Cyclones' confusing season so far, Baylor and Texas's road schedule, or lack thereof. And of course, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the Red River Showdown, the name, with a brief little history lesson. Oh, yeah, we're also going to make some picks. 
So I'm a person who enjoys debate, and I am not so arrogant to believe that every opinion of mine is 100% accurate. Uh, if I did, um, you could go ahead and lock me up, or I'd just be in Washington right now. Either way, um, so Monday we had a very hearty debate on Twitter, on the 1012 Twitter account, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, uh, about Andy Mitz and I's opinions on Iowa State. And the, I want to say, ringleader of this Iowa State onslaught was uh, was a guy who I actually had followed for a little while and liked and had looked at bringing on the show, and this felt like a perfect opportunity uh, with only three games on the schedule uh, to take a little time and talk about Iowa State. So very excited to have Ted Flint of the tailgatesociety.com and Tailgate Society podcast on the show for the first time. Ted, welcome to the 1012, man. Hey, thanks for having me. And like I said, I, I apologize on Twitter. I am kind of a uh, sledgehammer. I That morning, I, I my coffee machine like broke, and I was like grumpy, and like it just, I don't know. Guys caught me out. Like, I was listening to you guys on Monday morning, because you guys are on my Monday morning podcast on the way to work, and like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember who it was. I'm terrible voices, but someone was like, oh, Iowa State, they're not that great. And then like, I was just, what, what? Like, I mean, I understand Baylor beat Iowa State, but it was two points at home. It was like 97 degrees, and like, it was just, I don't know, it caught me grumpy, and I'm a grumpy dude. Like, people tend to, like, say that they're, I'm at my best when I'm grumpy. So, I'm in a good mood tonight, so I apologize if I'm not on my best, because I'm in a good mood. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the Baylor thing is just, it's, like I said, I don't, like, want to rant too much, but, like, the whole thing is, like, what annoyed me was, like, they won by two. I think Iowa State's probably better than Baylor, and, like, during the first half, I'm, like, I don't know, like, how well, like, a thing this is, like, because, obviously, Iowa State and Baylor aren't, like, big games. But, like, Iowa State had tents on the sidelines, and Baylor, like, contacted the Big 12 because it was 97 degrees. And apparently Baylor, like, built that stadium. So I didn't know this. Did you guys know they built the stadium? So in the afternoon, their side would be in the shade and the opposing team would be in the sun. Like, they, like, purposely, like, built it that way, which is weird. But anyways, they contacted the Big 12. And because the tents were not pre-approved earlier in the week, they made them take them down. So Iowa State could not have shade on the sideline. And it just irritable so like during the game the Baylor sideline was like they kept saying like 87 degrees and the Iowa State sideline was 120 in the sun Good and crazy. just like the big big 12 was like oh student athlete safety but whoa these tents weren't they weren't <laughs> approved so uh like what what's going on in those tents do you think they have like monitors up like they have like spying equipment over there like and I don't know yeah so I was just grumpy I think Iowa State plays Baylor again they beat them but you know it happens you play the game you move on and then you move on. So I bet Baylor drops two or three games in the Big 12. I bet Iowa State loses me one more. And that's just my opinion. I'm an Iowa State homer. So it is what it is. But Well, well let's let's talk about Iowa State a little bit. The offense is has not been as bad as the scores have indicated. It, it, Iowa State has been able to move the ball up and down the field. They just seem to struggle actually getting it's, in the end zone. It's weird. So Iowa State, like I heard this stat yesterday, is something like, 23 of 26 in the red zone scoring touchdowns or field goals. But from the 40 to the 20, they, they're like, they're like some like ridiculous, like 20%, like in that, like 20 yards from the 40 yard line to the 20 yard line. They have like, they've had an interception against Baylor. They had a fumble against Iowa. They had the, uh, a couple, like a couple big penalties. You know, they had one this weekend against uh, TCU. They had a, uh, Deontay Jones went out of bounds, came back in bounds, and caught the ball. And they ended up not scoring on that drive. They were on, like, on the 35. So, like, if they can get to the 20, they score insanely good. 
but they have a problem from the 40 to 20 and that's just it's a really weird anomaly i guess if you want to say that word like and they're just i mean, they, I mean they're averaging what eight six, uh 7.6 yards of play or something right so i mean they can move it's just they stall out in that like weird spot it's a weird it's it's screwed up it's because weird sorry do you have a theory as to why that may be because mine has been it, you you would think that that would that would mean they'd struggle in the red zone because that's where things really get compressed. But I actually think the way Iowa State's offense is built, it it should they they're meant to succeed when they get into the red zone and things get get compressed. But I just have to wonder, you know, the the, the closer you get to the red zone, the you know, the smaller the field gets, and I feel like the the lacking the guys like David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler. That's where they're they're really missing them is when they need to get something in that spot, they don't have them. And I know they have other guys that are stepping up. They have young guys that are talented, but no one's no one's really filled the role that they that they left behind when they both left left last season. Yeah. Do, do you think that plays an has an impact on that? I want to jump in and just add to the fact that they have tight ends capable of catching the ball and Charlie Kolar and, and Chase Allen that you would think you would use more in those kind of short yard situations. Well, like a lot of those times though, like it's not like they don't like they don't get the yards. It's like, like the, the three of the times in you and I game, they had like just weird penalties. One was a crack back penalty and they were in the 35. So then they lost 15 yards. The other one was uh, one of their offensive linemen's helmet came off and he pushed on the pile another 10 yards. And now they're back out. Like, a lot, or like the interception against Baylor, where Purdy just doesn't throw it. What, one more foot? And like, I'm still, I'm still really crappy about that because that Baylor guy was popping that ball when he hit the ground, and like they just act like they didn't even like look it over, you know. And it's just, it's not so much like they aren't like converting on like, and they have a bad kicker. I mean, Asali is decent from like 35 in, but like from 40, like this week against TCU, anytime that they got on fourth down in the 40, they just went for it. They didn't. They didn't punt. They didn't. They didn't kick field goal. This. They just went for it. And I wonder if that's going to be like the uh, the plan going forward. You know, fourth and short. There's because their defense is so good that they can get away with it. You know, to an extent, right? Even though the defense hasn't been like as great as it could have been, but I mean, it's still pretty good. You know, so it's just I don't know. Or if you, if you go with the stat people, which I follow, I would say they just think it's like it's just the law of averages is it's going to equal itself out because you can't obviously get. 7.6 yards a carry or a play and continue to stall out between the 40 and 20, but I'm not a stat person. So <laughs> I don't do math. Be- between <laughs> Jones and Petway and, and everything, do they just not have the guy that Hakeem Butler was that would just go up and get it? They don't. I mean, Petway's big, but he's not Butler big. I mean, Butler's was a freak, right? Mm-hmm. So Petway's 6'3", and I think Milton's pretty tall, but like the Iowa State offense this year is more built on like timing like just find the spot find the route and then throwing the ball at the right moment which is what Purdy's like really good at you know but yeah besides the and I guess the tight ends are really large but besides the tight ends no they definitely do not have like the uh whatever that guy from TCU's name is that just mossed Iowa State twice this weekend Riggins or Riggard or Ribbit or something Jalen Rager there you go that guy so no they do not have the big tall Hakeem Butler receiver but at the same time when I mean, they do but they're all freshmen like that guy that got in the fight you saw me see you guys all like the fight with TCU yeah. and like mm-hmm. that guy Stokes is a freshman yeah, but he's 6'6 six, six and 210 but he's a freshman so he's not seeing the field right so no they don't have the tall 
freak of nature receiver like the Hakeem Butler, which I wish he was still here since he got hurt in the NFL. Yeah. He's not playing anyways, right? I, I have a question, and I'm glad we have you on because I've, I, I kind of wonder if, A, our expectations for Iowa State were maybe a little bit too high this season. Um, and I think part of going to that was we expected them to finally have a good start to the year. Matt Campbell's Septembers have not been No, it's frustrating. Great. And what is what is, what is what is the problem? Because this was the year you came into it with what felt like the best quarterback they had. You had the quarterback answer. And that always seemed like the problem every year is they'd start off and they 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 go through a different couple of different quarterbacks till they found the right guy and then they get on the roll. But you came into the year with Brock Purdy. So what has what's the problem if, where if you were to believe Matt Campbell, which I mean I love Matt Campbell, but Matt Campbell lies. The first thing you need to know about Matt Campbell is Matt Campbell lies. Like, like so uh, uh, Bailey, their DN, who insider, all everybody that knows somebody knows that his like ankle injury is like season-ending injury. It's he's done. But Matt Campbell will say something like today. He was like, well, he had some, he had a, he has a problem below his knee, above his ankle, and he had surgery. But you know, he might be back this year. And last week he said he was probable to doubtful. When they asked about him, like he just, and that's fine. But like, I just feel like a, they got bad luck, lucky, bad luck. I mean, if that, if they play an Iowa game and it's not like, you know, four hours of delay, it's not raining. It's yeah. not, you know, whatever. I think they beat Iowa. I think if they, if they play them on a clean field, I think they beat it. Or like, just like, it's just, if they feel that stupid punt, they probably beat Iowa. Right. I mean, yeah, but I felt like Iowa State's been better than Iowa for a couple of years now, and yet here we are. Like three years. Yeah. And this is like, here's the thing. Iowa fans won't admit it, but I'm starting to think that Iowa State is Iowa's, like, one of their Super Bowls anymore. And where Campbell, like, he just, like, he wants to win that game, but he'd rather beat, you know, Okie State in October than beat Iowa in September. And it's infuriating to me, honestly. Like, it's just, it's how he is, man. He just... Those non-con games are all about him just figuring stuff out. You know, like just... The Iowa president's trying to run from the game, so... Yeah, he's well. like, hey, we stole a win. Let's get out of here. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's a whole different issue. Like, Iowa fans will drop that game tomorrow because in their, in their warped mind, they think that if it wasn't for Iowa State, they'd be having home-and-homes of Georgia or Notre Dame or Arizona. <laughs> like, we just got to get Iowa State off our schedule so these amazing Power 5 schools will come to Kinnick and play us and whatever you have an amazing power five school across the state that wants to play you. Right. So, mm -hmm. but it's, I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating. And like he came out today and he, he basically said that before the, like the week of the TCU game, that the, the players and him, the captains and him got together and like they came to an agreement that they were pressing too hard. Like they, the expectations had gotten to them a little bit. And the week leading up to the TCU game, they started doing like more fun stuff. Like real Mitchell saw the field twice against TCU. You know, like, mm -hmm. so maybe now, like, that they've lost two games and, like, the pressure is just not there. They can go out and, they, I mean, they can go out and do good. I mean, Purdy's amazing, and no one's talking about him outside of, like, people in the Big 12, you know. Dude has 15 total touchdowns, right? And you wouldn't even know that if you, like, watched ESPN or college football game day. So, Well, I mean, like, eight of them came against ULM, so, I mean, that's... <laughs> Sorry. Hey, it's fine. I mean, I was told TCU had an amazing defense all last week and he put him up 49 on them. So, I mean, hey, no, that, 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 that impressed me. Anymore? No, no, no. I mean, that's that impressed me. And it does make me question two things can be true. 
Iowa State can find can have found their offense, and TCU's defense can be not as good as we thought it was. Because I go back to, I come to the question of, and I know you don't want to talk about the Baylor game, and, and we're going to make our picks, but I want to do this first. Um, is they found it against Louisiana Monroe? They figured out the offense, and then they the offense was back against TCU. So do I give the Baylor defense credit for the win over Iowa State and 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 holding them? to 21 points or do I say Iowa State hadn't actually figured it out and then they did against TCU whereas so I, I kind of want to say Baylor's defense is good I think yeah. they are good but I also think that I mean if Purdue doesn't have INT in that second quarter they score there and they what they missed two field goals in that game so I mean it's not like Baylor shut them down they scored 21 points in the fourth you know I mean I don't know that was just that was probably Purdue's worst game as a Cyclone in 13 games was that game. I mean, unless you say the Texas game last year, but Montgomery was out of that game because he got in a five Baylor the week before and he shouldn't have been suspended, but that's a whole different argument. And they still would have lost to Texas. I'm not saying they would have beat Texas, but you know, it is what it is, but I don't know. I think Baylor's good, but I also think Baylor's going to drop some games this year that Iowa State's not. Cause I don't think, I think their death isn't what Iowa State's death is. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, and then also not going to get every home game when it's 97 degrees with their, Making the opposing team sit in the sun, and they get us in the shape. But and they I mean, only have they only have home games this year, right? Baylor, they don't. They just have home everything. Well, did they home. have? Did they leave Texas? Uh, they they, get, they did for Kansas State. They do for Oklahoma State. I think they, get, they do one they more get, time at Can. Do they go to Kansas? They get OU and Texas at home, right? Yeah, they do. They get both of them at home. I guess I, yep. I think. Wow, that's weird. Like normally they don't, because it's really a disadvantage for them next year then. Right. Oh, yeah. Huge disadvantage. I mean, yeah, they went to Kansas State. They go to Oklahoma State and then they travel to Kansas the last week of the season. The other road game is TCU, which is Fort Worth. And then otherwise. Yeah. And they get OU in Texas way late. Right. So I was, I uh, those are the those are the second to last two weekends of the season. So they play OU and then they play Texas. Yeah, so hey, who knows I mean, Texas. yeah, they get them at home. But that's that's just mean. Yeah, well, maybe I don't think Texas is that good. I mean, I mean, they, they barely got by West Virginia. I mean, what, 11 points, but they took, what, four turnovers? Like, Texas has, like, the easiest – like, Texas only leaves the state of Texas twice this year to go to West Virginia and Ames. And the fact that Texas has come to Ames in November when, like, the last time a non – like, a, a Texas school – and the last time any Texas school came to Ames in November was, like, 2012. Like, the Big 12 just doesn't make them come up there. Like, that's Iowa State – like, you all talk about Iowa State fans and conspiracy theories – like you like start looking at some stuff and it like makes you wonder. Like, no South School has ever come north in November. Like it just doesn't happen. Like they send up Kansas or Kansas State, you know, or Okie State, but like Texas and Te- Oklahoma don't come up north in November. So like that's gonna be a huge game, November sixteenth. And that's even before the Baylor. <laughs> Iowa State loves them. Iowa State fans love themselves some conspiracy theories, man. That's what we're built on. <laughs> conspiracy theories and booze. It's in our, it's in our DNA. <laughs> All right, so we brought you on here as well. Let's make let's make some picks. Uh, we got three Big Twelve games, and of course, we're going to pick our non Big Twelve game. Uh, let's start with obviously. Let's just start with Iowa State and West Virginia. Right now, the Cyclones are a ten and a half point favorite, according to the Vegas consensus that we go off of. The over under for that game is at fifty three and a half. Uh, and and as our guest, Ted, I'm going to let you go first. What's your what's your pick on this one? 
I do both, or do I just do I make a bet like on? Oh, either game? you pick whichever one you want. You can take the take the against the spread, or you can take an over under if you want. I, if I'm gonna bet on this game, and I don't like, I don't, I, I'm not betting on this game because I've been burnt by Iowa State every single bet I've bet this year. So, uh, if I bet on this game, I'm probably taking the under. I, Iowa State hasn't beaten a road team by more than ten points since, and that that isn't Kansas ever. I don't think. If that makes sense. Am I making sense there? They have not won the road by more than 10 points over a team not named Kansas in like 10 years. Like it's, it's, it's a ridiculous stat. So, I mean, if you, if you want to like think that, then you take West Virginia. But as we all know, this offense can score in bunches. So like as soon as you take West Virginia, then all of a sudden, you know, it's 28-10, the third, and you're, you're up a creek. So I'm probably taking the under. So, I mean, you want to talk about that, I'd say take the under, under 53, because I'm not sure how much West Virginia can score. I don't, and I'm a bad fan. I don't know anything about West Virginia, except they <laughs> except they threw four interceptions against Texas and then did a backdoor cover and pissed off a bunch of people in TGS that were in the gambling channel. So, <laughs> but you gotta love the backdoor co- covers, man. You just you just gotta love them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, what's your what's your pick here? As we record this on a Tuesday night, so yeah, I, I know mean, it's early, but it's man. So early. and I haven't actually. Most of the time, I've already made my picks ahead if that, of time. If that line like, gets below 10, I think you can take Iowa State. Oh, if it yeah. Like, if it yeah. takes like 10 and a half, 11, I don't know. That just seems Because it opened yeah. at 7.5 as Iowa State. And if it was still at 7.5 or 8, oh, I'd be all Iowa State all day. It, did, all day. it opened at 9.5 in Iowa. And before I could get okay. to it, it was up to 10.5. So, like, so yeah, like, yeah. But, yeah, like, if you can get it below 10, take it. But, like, above 10, I just don't. That's just dicey. And it's like, it's West Virginia. It's hard to win there. But, like, like are the fans going to be there for an Iowa State game? Right? Like, I mean, the Texas game, I'm sure, was sold out because it's Texas. Mm-hmm. Three o'clock on a Saturday. I mean, it's a prime kickoff time, but, like, do West Virginia fans care about Iowa State? Like, I mean, is it like- they'll show up. It's one of those things that, man, this is it's a tough game to pick. And most of the time going to this, I've already made my pick, so I, I kind of know what side I'm already on. But since we're doing this so early in the week, I'm, I'm kind of just picking as we go here. And it's a line. I mean, last week it, it cost me so much. Last week I took the road team in pretty much every game yes, in, my, in my infinite wisdom. And, uh, yeah, the uh, it, it cost me. And I really want to take Iowa State here, but now, uh, now I'm scared. I, I like what West Virginia um, showed against Texas, the, the fight they showed. I do – Disagree with you. I think Texas is very good, but we'll we'll get to the Longhorns here in a bit. All right, we phrase yeah. that. I think Texas is good, but I think I would say beats them in Ames in November. Does that make more sense? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Man, I don't. Philip, I'm gonna. What side are you on? Then I'll. Uh, no, no, I'll no, no, eventually no. make a pick. <laughs> I can't pick this game. Oh, these these lines these lines oh in the Big Twelve gosh. this week are terrible. There's like, yeah, right. There's, here's here's my thing. I I I know. I love how we react to things week to week to week, right? Um, I I think West Virginia played great last week, except for Austin Kendall's inability to not throw the ball to the other team. I think part of it was it was Texas. Um, I think there was still a lot of carryover from that game from last season. I think the fans are really into it and excited. And I think West Virginia is about to have a letdown game, even at home. Like that, that can happen. Um, I, I think West Virginia continues to improve, but I just I don't see them as a team that's consistently become a good team yet. 
I I like Iowa State to cover the ten and a half. I do. I think they can win. I think they can win by thirteen. I don't think it's they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna go out and win by four touchdowns. I don't. But cover ten and a half. I can see an eleven point win. I can see a thirteen. Point I, win. I can also I see like see this, this scream. This scream also like this like this also screams like just backdoor cover. Iowa State's up like thirty one to fourteen or something, right? And they're just. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're calling for rain too. So, oh, yeah. well, I was thinking of playing the rain. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about that. Oh, uh, well, rain, you shouldn't take the under. Rain means sloppy. Sloppy means points. Oh, they also man. scored 70 on ULM in the rain. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, I have to make a pick here. And I, I think Iowa State's the better team. Uh, I think they put together, I'm going to take the Cyclones. I'm going to, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cyclones and let it ride. There's, there's just too many weapons. West Virginia coming off uh, the, the Texas game. I do think maybe a bit of a letdown, kind of a disappointing loss for them because they were kind of in that game for a while. So uh, I'll take the Cyclones on the road and not feel great about it. Okay, next next game. Let's go to uh, Baylor and Texas Tech. Texas Tech on the road in Waco. Uh, Baylor Bears are currently an 11-point favorite uh, with an over/under of 58. Though, if you uh, if you shop around a little bit, you can get this game at 10 and a half or 10 in way of Baylor. Can we talk about how all three games are at 10 and a half? Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's, it's they're, they're terrible lines. That's what I said. Like it's it is bad. No, it is it is. Um, Chris, what you got? Oh, well, man, I just made the other one. Okay, so now now I got to make this pick. I told you, I, I typically have this planned out. I do not this week uh, because Philip wanted to record Tuesday night. Because so, I'm going to Houston this weekend. It's the only time we could do it. Uh, man, Baylor at home, Texas Tech. Texas Tech looked really good against Oklahoma State. But they forced, they, they forced all those turnovers, and that was the deciding factor. But the, the defense deserves credit for forcing those turnovers I, I think Baylor just plays a cleaner game than the Pokes did. Uh, I like I, I got to take a home team eventually, so uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the Bears to uh, cover the eleven. Maybe. Okay, I'll let you have it at ten if you want. If it makes you feel better. Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll play it where it lies. I mean, if you're going okay. ten, you're just home for a push because I mean eleven. You're I mean what like how do you how do you win by ten? Twenty one ten I guess. I guess that'd be the score. But yeah. I don't know. That's that's a tough line, and like, I don't know. I agree. I'm I'm taking well, tech. Ted, what you I got? got? You got taking tech? Okay. I just I don't know. I could just I feel like 11 points is a lot, you know. I mean, but what did Baylor beat K State by? Like I said, I was at the game Saturday, so I'm not sure what that what was that score. 24 six. Um, I, got, I had I got the one. under. It was. It was. I forgot. 31 yeah, 12. K State was 31, a favorite. 31 12. Wow. After last week, does yeah. anybody know what's going on in the Big 12? I mean. Yeah, Kansas State's offense isn't very good. All I know is I had the under on that game, and I, I got real sweaty at the end when the team started. Baylor started scoring, and I was like, "What are we doing here, guys? Call, quit, just run the clock out. Don't do this to me." I, I had an under set when you had like 13 points at halftime. <laughs> I, I also think Baylor's going to have a better plan for uh, the Texas backup quarterback, Duffy. I just, yeah, I just... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I, I, and this is not me trying to be like an angry Oklahoma State fan. I don't think Texas Tech is as good as they looked last week at all. I think OSU made them look really good. I That Texas Tech team is not that good. Jet Duffy looked like Aaron Rodgers in the second half. Like he couldn't miss. 
he was putting balls like in a bucket. Like it, and, they're and it's not, not like we haven't seen good. Duffy before. Right. Like we, we know what Duffy is bad quarterback, backup quarterbacks in Oklahoma state are like the, our backup quarterbacks are Oklahoma state's kryptonite. Uh, the, the only thing worse is a fourth string, former walk on ride receiver from Kansas state. Like that, <laughs> that literally makes me shit my pants. I forgot year. that. Uh, I forgot that Purdy started his first game for Oki state last year. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of crap that happens to OSU on a regular basis. And it's not cool, but I don't think Texas tech is as good as they looked. I don't think they're going to score nearly as much against the Baylor defense that I think is good. I do. I think Iowa State's offense has figured things out. I think Baylor's defense did a good job against them in that game. Heat be damned. Um, I do. I am really heavily leaning on the under here because I don't think. But I'm just going to go ahead and and go easy. And, uh, Chris, we agree again. I'm taking Baylor. Really, Really trying to gain some ground on me. Hey, I gained ground last week. I'm just gonna just like take this one easy. No reason on a four game week to over screw myself 50, over. Fifty eight. That's a 58. high over. That's a high. Isn't over. it for a Baylor team that just isn't? Yeah, but Texas they're, Tech they're, is there too. So. I don't trust Texas Tech's off. I don't. I just hope Texas Tech looks good. So then Iowa State like has a reason to like to like not take them softly to follow. Yeah, week. that'd be good. All right, so before we get to our game of the week for the week, which is obviously Red River, uh, we need to do our non-Big 12 picks. Uh, Ted, I'm kind of excited for yours. What, what, what are you gonna What are you gonna take here for us, bud? I got we got I got Iowa versus Penn State at home. It's a night game. Like the line's three and a half or four and a half when they want it. I honestly, I think like Iowa, Iowa is weird at night, but I think this is like the uh, the exception to the rule. I think Penn State's gonna beat them. I'm gonna say like by two scores. I don't know if like. It'll be close, but like, I think Iowa's not good, and I think they, they got lucky against Iowa State, and they played a bunch of nobodies. And Penn State's defensive line is legit, and Michigan's not that good, and they just like they just sacked Stanley eight times, four interceptions or some crap. So yeah, I'm gonna take Penn State covering it, or or the under. I think the under is good too, but that's a low under. Unders in your forties. Yeah, forty-one. <laughs> so. Actually, Even for Big Ten, that's not very many points. I know. I bet on the under, so I like I like betting some weird unders sometime. But yeah, taking Penn State already on there. Both are win. Both are win. We'll, we'll do. We'll do the. We'll do Penn State straight up. Okay. Right. okay. Uh Chris, what's your uh, what's your non Big Twelve pick in here? Well, after last week, after finally losing one of these non Big Twelve picks, it's about uh, time. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm looking to. Uh, I'm looking to rebound. Uh, I, I'm looking into the ACC. I typically stay away from the Power Five, but this matchup kind of intrigued me. Duke at Georgia Tech. Duke getting 16. Georgia Tech has failed to cover a spread all season. Duke's run defense is fairly decent. Uh, I like the Blue Devils to to get this win uh, by more than the 16 and, and to cover there. Okay. I'm going with one that I probably shouldn't. But I have my reasons for it, and I'll explain them. Uh, Washington State, who has who blew the game against UCLA, where their quarterback threw nine touchdown passes and they lost. Um, they got fairly manhandled against Utah last week, and they are traveling to Arizona State, who's currently a one point favorite. Stay on packs about their dark two thirty kick. Yeah, don't go. Hey, here's the deal. Uh, Arizona State is 1-5 against the spread at home in their last six games. Washington State is 5-1 on the road 
against the spread in their last six games. I would love for this line to move and, you know, maybe, maybe give me like three points for Arizona State, but it probably will by Thursday, but I don't have that long to wait. So even though it's just a one-point line, and basically I think Washington State goes on the road, figures their things out, and wins. So I'm going to take uh, Washington State plus one over Arizona State. And, yeah, I'm not t- – you know what? Pac-12 after dark is too dang weird. You don't bet that nonsense. Uh, I do it all the time, and, it, and it, I got burnt hard on Washington last week. Not only like – so last week on Washington, I had them to cover – and then I got way too drunk, and I started chasing the money line, like when they were behind. And yeah, that failed miserably. Also, so <laughs> sing a lot of cash into the Washington Huskies last week, and I'm pretty bitter about it this week. But hey, they're playing at nine. They're playing at ten o'clock this week, so I'm sure I'll bet on them again. Okay, uh, game of the week. It's Red River. Um, what do we say? What is it? Is it showdown? It's the worst. It's showdown, yeah. Showdown. What's it called? I, I, I showdown. Go, I, it's shootout, isn't it? Is it not? It's the supposed shootout? to be shootout. No. It's supposed to be shootout, but they changed it because you can't. You don't want to say shootout anymore. Um, so it's called a showdown. We got to like. I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, I understand certain things, but there does come a point where like, calm down, PC police. When did they? When did they change that? It's My- been a few years now. Anyways, okay. OU currently an 11-point favorite over Texas because all the lines this week are pretty much exactly the same. Uh, your over-under is 75-and-a-half for this game, for this shootout. Uh, Ted, as the guest, I'm going to let you go first here. What do, what do you got here? I think Oklahoma covers the 10-and-a-half. I think it's just, I don't know. But weren't they like a 10-and-a-half point favorite last year? And they barely won the, the game, and then they got beaten in the championship game, right? Uh, no, they lost. They lost last year in the regular season, and then won the championship yes, game. Yeah, okay. In the last several years, this has been like decided by five points or less. I know. You know you're I giving know. away all my good stats here. Yeah, man. I know. I just feel like this year, like Oklahoma was really good, and like I think Texas is good, but their defense isn't as good as it's been the years past. So I'm gonna take the Sooners, and I, and plus, you know, I just I love seeing horns down because they're a bunch of snowflakes. So I'm gonna take Sooners because. <laughs> And hopefully I didn't get you all fined for saying horns down. So I apologize for you, uh, for the Big 12 coming down on you later for me saying yeah, that. That's fine. We'll just, you know. <laughs> I love how well this is playing into the podcast we just recorded for Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so if you've listened to the Wednesday show, you're not listening to this one, uh, you'll understand that reference. But yeah, Philip, I'll go ahead and let you go next. Yeah. So as you, we mentioned the stat on our Wednesday pod, you kind of did there. Um, the last five regular season meetings, take the, the postseason second meetings in the same year are weird. Like that's just it facing a team twice in the same season. Stuff's going to happen. Um, we've seen it happen before. I recall the uh, was it the yeah, it was the Iowa State played Tulsa in the regular season and won. And then they played them in like the Liberty Bowl and Tulsa won. And then like the Liberty Bowl became a Big 12 ball. Anyway, whoa, 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 just trigger warning a little bit before you start dropping Iowa State losing the Liberty Bowl to Tulsa <laughs> a little bit. I'm I barely I caught them. I'm, like, I'm listening. I'm reading the Wikipedia on the why it's not called a shootout anymore, and I just like caught like that on my like ear, and I'm like, what? Why is this even a thing? Go ahead. Uh, okay, so um, second meetings aside, regular season meetings last five years. This game has been decided by five points, seven points, five points, five points, and three points. I just there hasn't been a blowout since like twenty. For for a while, I just I have a hard time seeing. I know Texas' defense is beat up. Um, OU's offensive line is missing two starters. 
I even if one of them's back, he's you know not gonna be hundred percent. I don't, I don't, I think OU wins this one, but it's a rivalry game, and rivalry games are so weird, and they never go the way that they're supposed to go, and it's why Texas has won in years where you're just like Texas had no business winning this game. Um, I think OU wins, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Texas in this one just because I. Uh, I just that's my gut feeling. That's the gut. I just I can't see this game being decided by that by eleven points. You're not wrong. I mean, look at Tom Herman's record, you know, in this situation against oh, the, yeah. I guess top twenty five team as a dog, you know, like he's I mean, you have to give it to Texas. I think Texas is very, very good. And uh but I'm actually going to take the Sooners in this one because if there's a game where Texas injuries are going to catch up with them. And I mentioned this in, in the previous pod. It's this one. And I think that might happen on Saturday. And I think the Sooners, I mean, we saw um, Ingram get banged up a bit last week. He's, you know, Johnson's, you know, helping carry that load, but Johnson's not the guy to do it full time. It's about the health of the Longhorns more than anything else. And that secondary um, it's kind of patchwork right now. They got B.J. Foster back last week, but, I mean, you do not want to face an Oklahoma team with a band-aided together secondary. And Jalen Hurts has looked super impressive. All the respect to Sam oh, yeah. Ellinger. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts dissing the game, though, is like bad. Uh, stop, stop. Is that he, that is was, he dissing the game? Not, I mean, like, he, I mean, he... he I, I understand he's right, but just don't <coughs> say he, it. He didn't diss the game. He just said that I've been in big game situations. Like, it's not going to bother me. He wasn't saying the Iron Bowl is a bigger rivalry. He wasn't saying, you know, he, all he said is I've been in the Iron Bowl. I've been in the national title game. Like, I'm not, I don't, I think I'll be fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Texas is just looking for some bulletin board material, just anything they can find. And this like, and who's the, whatever Twitter account that was, it's like Texas takeover. And I don't, don't go look them up. Like just stop it. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people give it so much credit or so much like play to a Twitter account that that's their take. Like, and you read it and you're just like, stop, like, stop it. Go, go away. Go, you go away. You burn orange fan. Like, stop it. <laughs> But in the end, I'm going to uh, – I, I think that if any game is going to get kind of blown out, it might be this one. OU looking to take the golden hat back. Um, they they want it, and I, and I think they get it by a couple scores. Okay. I mean, so, I, I can see it. I, I, I can't. I just – history is history. Like, you kind of got to play the odds here. And I'd say, especially since Tom Herman got there, that it'll be close. Oh, I, I'm definitely going 0-3, so – so, anyways, on the uh, on the on the OU Texas wiki page. All right, here we go. Prior to the hundredth meeting between the schools in 2005, the game was called the Red River Shootout. In 2005, it was sponsored by SBC Communications, whatever the heck that is, and the game was officially renamed the SBC Red River Rivalry, with the word rivalry replacing shootout out of a desire not to convey an attitude of condoning gun violence. In 2006. With SBC's merger of AT&T, the game was renamed the AT&T Red River Rivalry in 2004. The name was changed again to the AT&T Red River Showdown. Like, so okay, so it was shootout, then rivalry, then showdown. And I wondered if it was like because of sponsorships, but that's so I don't I don't know why you'd go from rivalry to showdown. So the the term Red River Shootout or Red River Showdown is still applied to the meetings of the two schools in other sports. 
but not football. Like, how does that make sense? So People don't care about the other sports. Is the basketball game still a shootout, I guess? I don't know. It's just weird to me. So, yeah, that's your history lesson. Okay, so we've had we've had interesting information about Iowa. We've had history lessons. This is uh, Ted. This has been fun, man. We're going to have to do this again, man. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And like I said, if you guys, any of you guys out there listening or women, check out the tailgatesaturday.com. It's a website that I run, a bunch of young writers and podcasts. So uh, we have an Iowa podcast that got recorded tonight with Pat Angler. So excited to listen to that tomorrow. So, yeah, check us out. Yeah, you guys are a fun follow. Uh, I have enjoyed – you are a fun follow. Let me just say that. Like I've been following you on Twitter for a little while, and, and I, I find you nothing if not amusing. Uh, I'm out there just – I'm trying to, like, make a little levity and – the shithole that is Twitter, and I apologize. <laughs> all right, so everybody enjoy the games this weekend, all three of them. While well, there's gonna be tons of them, I'll be in Houston, um, hammered, um, and taking the, my first break from my eight month old daughter, blessed that little angel. But you know, <laughs> daddy needs to get drunk. So, uh, you guys enjoy your weekend, it's been a ton of fun, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. All right, talk. take care, guys. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.